Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 187 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar when you drive down the road, work out, whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thanks for making us a part of it. And here in the the brand new, I mean, it looks the same, but it's the brand new Corona Cigar Studios. It is the... That's exciting. I know. It's cool. So we got uh, Jeff Borschwitz and our friends at Corona Cigar. Yep. So grateful to have uh, have studio sponsorship for 2023. Yep. So And thank you to Drew Estate for all the, the many um, months, years? Was years. It? it was two years. Years, yeah. Yeah, two years. Yeah. And they're uh, not gone they're from not the gone. studio pantheon. They're just, no. you know, yeah, it's all good. How about, oh. they're starting right in with the comments about that. <laughs> Okay, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. No, you know what? Because I am not excited about the coming weeks. So let's talk about my Green Bay Packers who got, I mean, I don't, I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting anything. I was expecting uh, that anything could happen because the, they either played great or they played terribly mostly terribly this this season um i'm not shocked at all um i have a feeling this is going to be the beginning of a very long drought for the green bay packers i think this may be the time where we go dormant for for a good long while here's my question yeah do the does the packer organization Stay under Lafleur. Well, he's not gonna he's not gonna get fired in the offseason if that's. What oh, you don't asking. think so? No, no. He had he he's got uh, uh, across the number of games that he has coached as a head coach. Uh, if if you take that number of games for all head coaches, he still has one of if not the best record across three seasons the first three seasons as a head coach in the history of the NFL. He's got a great record. I don't like everything he does, but I still think he's the right guy for the job right now until he proves otherwise. Um, And, but the, the thing yesterday that bothered me, I mean, Rogers missing a bunch of plays that's been happening all season. It's been happening for a few seasons. Honestly, Rogers missing a bunch of big plays. Um, and I agree. I don't think Rodgers is going to be I, in, a, in a Green Bay uniform next year. Yep. Uh, I think he may be going to play in Las Vegas. Actually, uh, that's I, would, where they I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. To play with Devontae Adams again. Yep. So I don't think Rodgers is going to be wearing a Green Bay uniform next year. Um, but it wasn't just about the misplays by Rodgers and the misplays by some of the uh, some of the defensive misplays. 
some of the uh, drop passes, things like that. It was the attitude and the lack of discipline by the team. I mean that bullshit that Quay, that bullshit that Quay oh. Walker pulled. Yeah, pushing. Who pushes a trainer? I mean, that, that, give me a break. That was just the most bush league BS I've ever seen that from was, an NFL player. That That's was, it was pretty. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I think it was ridiculous, and he wasn't the only one that was just just undisciplined and just. Uh, it was just, it was a mess across the board. They did not deserve to win. So therefore they're not moving on. And that's the way the world works. Um, now you, the green, the, sorry, the Minnesota Vikings, you guys drew a pretty decent, you know, card where you got to play uh, the New York giants in Minnesota. Yeah. And it's a very beatable team. It's and a very already, winnable I mean, game. We, we beat them. Yeah already but beating uh any team twice is uh always difficult and that was a close game it was well um, a lot of the a lot of the minnesota games actually we set a record yeah for single score wins oh really in nfl history jeez with 11 unbelievable 11 11 single score victories yeah it's gonna be it's i mean anytime you get into the playoffs it's not easy and you never know who's going to be on their game in every aspect on that on that day. So um, you guys have the afternoon game, yep. the 3.30 start, I think. Yep. Um, but it's going to be a fun weekend of wild card football coming up. You know, I still am a fan of the game, even though, sadly, my team played absolutely like garbage. Um, Minnesota Wilds uh, still doing okay, aside from... Yep. Getting shut, shut out, out by, last night. by St. Louis last night. Not exactly uh, what we were looking for, but St. Louis, very good team. Uh, we just got hammered uh, last night. I think um, I, I'm oh. not worried. I think they'll be fine. Well, we was, I will. I will say this: if if we go through Dallas in the playoffs, if the Vikings go through Dallas in the playoffs, yeah, no, you don't. You don't think. The Vikings could beat Dallas in Dallas in the playoffs. Nope, you don't think so. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, and I don't know. It's I'm I'm disappointed about my team. The two but teams. It, it happens. Dallas and Philly. Those are the only two teams I'm scared of. All right. Dallas and Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, let's uh, let's jump in. We got a couple sexy beasts. We do have a couple sexy beasts waiting, waiting. To, to, to join us on the show. Yeah. Uh, now, normally right now we jump right in with our uh, Corona cigar spot, but Corona cigar is the spot. We are in the Corona cigar spot. So we're going to bring on our special guests right now uh, to the Corona cigar studios. If you would, please put your hands together and welcome back to the show from cigar hustler, Mike Shevin cabbage. And for the first time ever on how about that cigar live, from Phosphoro Cigars, please put your hands together for Jeff Mute. Welcome to the show. There How he is. It's so, a beautiful day, boys. How are y'all? So, Jeff, I think I said your name right. Is that correct? Close enough. It's close enough. It's Mute. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's Mute cool. as in Bute. Okay. It's Mute Ooh. as in Bute. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mikey. And Mike's we're gonna Mike's get name, we're gonna get down to the yeah. Mike's is uh, yeah. cabbage. Listen, if you said Mike's, you know, 
It's yeah. okay. That's Wherever, that's perfectly fine. It's everybody knows. Yeah. Oh. But you know, we got to have the proper presentation for the mute. Spank the mute. Spank the mute. <laughs> Spank the mute. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we jump in here, uh, I'm going to get a cigar lit. But uh, before I light up my cigar, um, I assume I know what you gentlemen are smoking, but I just want to just want to confirm. So. Mike, tell us what you're smoking and drinking, and Jeff, tell us the same after he's done. I am having a Phosphoro, the infamous Jeff's Corona size, as well as drinking coffee, having some cold brew, all nitro cold brew to survive the evening, because you never know uh, what's going to happen on uh, How About That Cigar. You never so, know. It could be a five-hour show. It could be a one-hour show. You never Yeah. No, I'm joking. We're not going to keep you guys here for five hours. <laughs> Jeff, what do you got going? Uh, same, same. It's actually a blending sample from a new blend from Garmendia. So Very I'm not nice. actually smoking phosphoro yet. But Very nice. We have time. Uh, before we get into things, I, I have, to, I have yeah. to interject here. All right. So, Matt, e- you emailed me. November tw- or December 29th, you said, hey, listen, you know, can you send us some phosphorus or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, of course, no problem. So the next day, I'll go out and I send the cigars. And then a couple days later, you text or emailed and said, hey, where, you know, are the cigars aren't here. What's going on? And I said, well, I sent them immediately. You know, you haven't received them yet. And your fucking response to me was, well, there's a blizzard outside, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, what? What the, what the fuck? <laughs> hold yeah, on, hold no on. no shit. Hold on. Hold on. They double-dipped us, Mikey, because I sent them some. Oh, you sent them, too. Jeff, and Jeff was like, I'll send some, and Jeff sent us some. And they arrived on the same day. No That's shit. That's how messed up the mail system is up here. They arrived wow. on the same day. But let's just talk about let's let let's let this sink in for a second. Okay. You fucking said, where are the cigars? And there was a fucking blizzard outside. Like, what did you what did you expect? No, there wasn't gonna I be a package. I asked for confirmation if they had been sent because you you didn't you didn't say yes, I'll send some. You didn't say you didn't say mm-hmm. here's the track number. I just said I asked, you know, at a certain point, I said, Hey, if you wouldn't mind sending us a few cigars to smoke on the show. And then I did, I assumed, you know, cause you've always been fine about that. I assumed that you uh-huh. sent some cigars and then after a few days I was like, Oh shit, I don't know if, you know, cause people forget shit. I was like, Hey, it's all good. I, so I, I just was like, Hey, did you happen to send some cigars? And you're like, yeah, I sent them days ago. I was like, Oh shit, sorry. There's a blizzard here. So they may be delayed. <laughs> the email <laughs> I responded with, you got it. You got it is like, calm down, Jules. I'm on the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm handling this, right? I'm all over. Without question, got it. You know, sending the wolf. That's that's it. That's it, man. <laughs> we're getting this. We're getting it done. I'm, you know, there's oh, zero hesitation. Player, motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. That's it. Right. I'm no, a you nuclear did. You, bomb. You guys, you guys killed it, and I appreciate it. I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that we live where we got what 21 inches of snow. Yeah, some it was stupid. That's it was okay. ridiculous. I know. I had to break your balls on that off the rip, though. So I love it. It's all good. I was like, "Are we gonna break? Are we gonna burn bridges right at the beginning of our?" (laughs) You gotta burn bridges. I mean, you know, I burned bridges a couple days ago. I said the rest of you can eat me. Koopa's the man. You know, I mean, let's say we're done. That was that was great. I love that. And then I had to tag you guys all in it. Hey, you know what? Look, it doesn't. I don't have to be number one. I just need to know. Hey, I I exist. 
you know, that's what's important. I don't give it. I could have been number 25. You just said he's here. We like him, (laughs) you know, and he makes some good cigars. I don't have to be number one in everybody's eyes, but just just, you know, like I am here. You know, that's all. That's all I was looking for, Jeff. That's all I was looking for. You're number one. Don't worry, Mike. There we go. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate. Don't worry. I'm gonna hammer him next year if you don't make the fucking list. Don't worry. I'm like, oh look. (laughs) You know something about you, Mike, is you're really relevant. No, thank you. I appreciate appreciate that. Relevancy is important. You know, you don't want to wake up at the end of a PCA, half a bottle of Johnny Walker Black, (laughs) and uh, start telling everybody it's not there, it isn't relevant, you know? so Yeah, and you wouldn't want to be irrelevant. You don't want to do those things. Anybody wants to be. It's frowned upon. Well, I'm going to get my cigar fired up. I think you should. All right. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, (laughs) and focus on the tobacco. In the same way that Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. We're professional here, ladies and gentlemen. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. We are, we are, God, we're so, we're so professional oh. around here. It's not even funny. That's, Sorry. We're, there's was a amazing. lot of adjusting happening in the, how about that cigar studios right now? You like, lighting up that cigar is just so majestic. I mean, I can't, that was, that, that, was, that was, that might be the best thing I've ever seen on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. man. I was so, like, I, I decided I was going to put the cigar like a quarter inch away from the lens. And the lens is like, yeah, I can't focus on that. I don't even know what you're trying to do. And I am smoking the Nicaraguan Jeff's Toro. Oh, the Toro. Uh, yeah, I'm the smoking. Toro. The Toro yeah. as well. Yeah, no, you know, actually, our guys had it. Yeah, that was my UPC, right? That's my people. Okay. They saw Jeff's Corona, and they just took it and ran with it. And they're like, Jeff's everything. <laughs> Jeff's everything. <laughs> Jeff's everything. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Jeff's Ferrari. Jeff's- I mean, technically, Jeff, it is your Toro. Technically, you know, yeah, but it's not just Corona. (laughs) Well, since we have, um, you know, here on the show, we've had Mike on a couple times and uh, loved getting to know him. And we've, you know, we've gotten his backstory and all that stuff. But Jeff, this is your first time on the show. So one of the things we love to do with first timers is get a little bit of an idea of how you got involved in cigars, when you had your first cigar, uh, how you got in the business, things like that. So kind of take us back to the first time you had a cigar and how that led to you getting into the business. Oh God, I'm going to date myself now. This should be fun. Um, I walked into my brother-in-law's cigar shop in 1989 smoking a backwoods. Mm. And he said, throw that shit away. Here's a real cigar. And so I smoked it and I said, God, damn, this is brilliant. What is this? And he said, it's a, it's called a La Gloria Cubana Wavel. It's from this little factory in Miami. And uh, that was my first premium cigar in 1989. Um, Fast forward about 30 years and I'd been in the automobile industry as a finance manager, sales manager, general manager and everything else. And one morning I woke up and said, I, I literally can't do this anymore. Called into work, quit my job. 
And I spent the next six weeks sitting in the cigar shop all day, every day till the cigar shop owner said, Hey, you want some work? And I was like, not really. <laughs> and he said, well, come to work for me. I was like, nah, I'm on, a, I'm on unemployment for now. And I'm just looking at my options. He's like, I'll pay you 500 a week under the table just to learn the industry. So I did it. And after about a In year, 1989? no, no. Did okay, you miss okay. the fast forward 25 years part? I, <laughs> he, I, I probably, he did miss that part. I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You missed, you missed that part. My so bad. My bad. that was in, I think that was in 2010, 2011. Okay. Uh, so after about a year of, I, I worked the cigar counter for about six weeks and then I took over as manager of premium cigars. Um, and after about six months of that, I was like, why don't you sell me this store so we can run like a real cigar store? And uh, he was like, sure, I'll sell it to you. $1.5 million. <laughs> I said, can I ask where you came up with that number? And he said, yeah, in 1997, a guy offered me $1.5 million for this. So I figure it's worth at least that now. Uh -huh. I was like, you know, it's like 2011 and there's no more cigar boom and you have about yeah. $180,000 worth of inventory and that's about what your store is worth. Yeah. So the, ne <laughs> the next morning I went into work and he had locked me out of all the inventory functions and all the computer stuff and said that I needed to go back behind the counter and sell cigars for $10 an hour. And I said, no, I think I'll just go open my own store. He said, no, you won't. I said, yeah, I will. He said, no, you won't. So I literally left that day, started an LLC, and six weeks later found a location and opened up Riverside Cigars. Wow. So that was 2010? Yeah. 2011 when 11, I opened okay. Riverside. Yeah. And then about... Eight or nine months after that, the space next door to Riverside came open that was already equipped as a bar. So my business partner at that time had no interest in running the bar. So I put together a different LLC and opened up Match Cigar Bar next door. And now they kind of they're they're essentially the same place, but they're under two different LLCs because of the original inception, the way it worked. Um, and at the end of the day, I didn't feel like combining my tobacco license with my liquor license and going through all that rigmarole with the state. So I've got one big facility joined by double doors that one side is technically Riverside Cigars. The other side is technically Match Cigar Bar, where we specialize in high-end bourbons, barrel picks, old-fashioned stuff like that. Um, but the core of our business is, you know, one of my issues with a lot of cigar bars is a ton of them start seeing the profit margins for liquor and how much money you can make and start to stop focusing on the cigar end of the equation. And we'll never do that because I'm just, I'm a cigar geek at heart. So we're always going to be, you know, out in front on the cutting edge with the boutique guys, with, with cigar smokers. The bar is actually an adjunct to the cigar shop, which is different from most. A lot of places, their cigar selection is just an adjunct to having a bar. Yeah. But we're the complete opposite. We're, we're cigar people through and through. Well, and I, I love the fact that you can have that. Uh, we're, you know, we're jealous here in Minnesota cause we can't have booze and cigars 
together and any state where they where they still allow that we're all for it um uh now you're in is it i'm trying to remember the name of the the town is it jeffersonville yeah mm-hmm. jeffersonville indiana we're okay. directly across the river from louisville kentucky i mean we're yeah. literally like four minutes from downtown louisville okay so you get uh, uh, i would say would you say you get a fair amount of business from across the river over half our businesses across the river. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. And was the cigar shop that you originally worked at? Sorry. Was it in uh, it. Louisville or was it in Indiana? Yeah. It was in Louisville. Okay. And are they still in existence? Still open. Techni- technically, okay. yes. Louisville. Technically. Yeah. I don't know how. Louisville. 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 Louis. Imagine this. Louis. Imagine saying, saying Louisville, but with. Being drunk and a mouthful of marbles. It comes <laughs> out Louisville. Louisville. Well, but before this this show is over, right now, I I may be there. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'll have to find some, to find some marbles. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Matt would like nothing more than to have a cigar bar here yeah. in the cities where he could sit down and enjoy his Mad Dog Twenty Twenty with a cigar. <laughs> Mad Dog grape? 2020 What's the flavor? With, a, with a fine quorum cigar, maybe? Oh, yeah. nothing but the best. Yeah. Nothing but the best. Yes. With notes of swamp ass and <laughs> elderberries or some shit. This section, know. this section of how about the cigar brought to you by quorum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this shit. Yeah, we are too. <sighs> we are too. I don't okay. know, man. I talk a lot of shit. I don't get in any trouble. Nobody says anything to me. So you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So, so over the years, uh, Jeff, when you started, um, when you started Riverside and, you know, you already had some retail experience. So you knew what you like to smoke and you knew what people asked for. You knew what people were reaching for in the humidor. When you first, as a retailer, started putting together your own retail humidor, what what went into the decisions that you made about what you were going to carry and mm. and that kind of thing? That's a great question. When I first started Riverside, I was determined that it was going to be boutique cigars only. Okay. I mean, literally, I didn't want any general, any Altidus. I'm not carrying Macanudo. I'm not carrying Monte Cristo. I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Um, about five years in, I had a long three or four hour long conversation with John Drew. And at the end of the conversation, he asked me a question that I literally laid awake for two nights in my bed, trying to come up with an answer. And he said, he asked me, he said, a guy walks into your store and asks you for a Macanudo Portofino. And you tell him, we don't carry Macanudo. Let me show you this boutique blend that's less expensive, better quality, better everything and less money. And you sell that guy that cigar and he walks out of your cigar store. What does he tell all his friends? Does he tell them, oh man, I went to the coolest cigar store and the guy was really helpful and he was really cool. And he put me on a cigar that blows my Macanudo away for $3 less. Or does he tell his friends, yeah, I went to some shitty little cigar store. They don't even carry Macanudo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, 100%. So, 
over the years, I've, I've shifted the paradigm for us a little bit, but we still probably 75 to 80% of our stuff is, is smaller boutique companies. Um, you know, we try to stay up on, on the newer, the newer stuff. And, and we always, you know, we're always going to be working with, with the people we love, like Mikey at Cigar Hustler and Skip at Roma. And, and there's just so many people that we've built relationships with over the time that, that are never going to end for us. So, you know, we still carry majority boutique stuff, but that, that has shifted over the years a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's one of the things that you see people are constantly asking for those big name brands that even, even non-cigar people have heard the name Macanudo or Cohiba or Monte Cristo Monte or, Cristo, you know, right. that kind of thing. They've, they've heard the names, even if they don't know cigars. So if they come in, even looking for a gift saying, Hey, it's father's day. I'm going to get something for my dad, you know, get some, you know, uh, their, their dad may be a, a one cigar a year kind of person or a one cigar every three years kind of person. And, you know, they're, they're going to know certain brand names. And I, I think that's, that's smart that even if, even if they're not your bread and butter and your wheelhouse, they're brands that, uh, even those non-cigar customers coming in looking for gifts, they'll they'll remember the shop if they remember that you had those big names mm-hmm. available. So right, right, and and all my guys at the shop, if you ask for help, you're never going to get recommended a Monte Cristo or a Cohiba or a, or that stuff. You're going to get recommended one of Mike's cigars, one of Skip's cigars, one of our cigars. You're going to get recommended some high quality boutique cigars that that we believe in and we trust but the ability if somebody comes in and says i just want a monte cristo wider i just want a monte cristo classic or i just want a cohiba red dot the ability to to help that customer is, has helped us immensely over the years so i i just want to bring attention to our to our chat a little bit yeah so <laughs> Not only did Mitch and BDP have a, a fun little exchange earlier, but uh, <laughs> Mitch is, is name dropping and, you know, he had a Phosphoro at Weasel Fest with Jeff at breakfast at the Rosales house. It's no big deal. Uh, it's not, it's, oh, you know what? No, Mitch, that's like, that's I like four really, drops in one, in two sentences. You know what? You know what, Mitch? Phosphoro, <laughs> Weasel Fest, Jeff, Rosales. <laughs> I was in, I mean, that's amazing. I was, in, I was in Dubai with a prince watching an orangutan <laughs> drive a four-wheeler. Kidding. I wasn't. I'm a loser. Um, no, we, we love all of our uh, all of our peeps in, in the comment section comment section. I'm sober. Um, Jeff, um, I did, did want to ask. I did want to ask. Um, cigar culture is, is different around the U S and I've traveled, um, to many different places and visited a lot of different cigar lounges. You want to drop some names or no, I mean, <laughs> no, go ahead. so he, can you get four into one <laughs> sentence? <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'll say is, um, you know, in the, as far as the Midwest is concerned, one of my favorite places to go is Detroit. They have um, a really cool thing. And I didn't know that you guys had this in Indiana where you could drink and smoke in the same place. 
I thought um, Detroit area was one of the only ones in in the in the Midwest. So good to know. Um, Chicago has a really cool cigar culture, but all of the shops is like fucking high school. If you go to this shop, you don't go to that shop. Oh, you know, type of situation. Yeah. Um, but each That's shop thing, is, yeah. you know, is very clicky and it, you know, it can be cool. Um, but tell me about what is the cigar culture like around you? You know, it's, it's interesting that you asked it that way because I've traveled all over the United States too and been in tons of cigar lounges before when I traveled for work, I'd stop in a cigar lounge everywhere I went. And it seemed to me like it's almost the exact same guys in the exact same chair smoking the exact same cigars all over the country. Right. Like yeah. we got a guy in my store that always wants to talk about politics. That guy's in every store. You got another guy that never wants to say anything. You got another guy that argue with everything everybody says. We like literally name guys in cigar shops for that. Um, but having said that, it's, it's probably the same. It's we work with the other cigar shops as much as humanly possible. Um, you know, me and Mike have always been in agreement on this. We're, we're all better off together. Um, I'm putting, you know, we're selling my cigar to one of the stores over in Louisville. Um, I work real closely with Mike Kimsey at, at discount smokes on events good and dude. projects. And yeah, he's a really good dude. Um, and he understands, I mean, the people that understand that we're all better off together, we're such a tiny, tiny industry in the grand scheme of things that this infighting and all this bullshit and talking about other stores and talking about other people, it's yeah. so detrimental to our industry as a whole that it just, yeah. it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a story. I'll give you a quick story. My original business partner, after about eight months, I went to her and said, look, this isn't working. I want to buy you out. I mean, we signed up as 50-50 partners, but this was my concept, my execution. You were just an investor. Um, and then she tried to start pushing her way into operations and tell me how this needed to be done and how that needed to be done. Uh, so essentially, I went to her one morning and said, look, this isn't working out. We had about a three-hour conversation and agreed on terms to buy her out. And when it came time to do that, she started to crawfish on me um, and said, well, you know, my lawyer told me I need to stay here until the paperwork signed and blah, 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 blah. And the next words were out of my mouth were, fuck your lawyer. We had a deal. We shook on the deal. I'm moving forward as we agreed. Yeah. Uh, so the next day they sued me. Um, and she got involved in another shop that was just opening. And for probably the first six months that shop was open, it was the, uh, I hate Jeff club. So, so all the people, let me think how to phrase this correctly. We enforce our clientele. You can't act like an idiot in our store. You, you can't, there's just. If you can't be if you can't be friendly and nice to people and, and have a conversation without arguing or without being an asshole, I'm going to ask you to leave and not come back because the atmosphere for me is what makes a cigar shop. Look, anybody can yeah. open a cigar store. 
and buy cigars and stock cigars. And if you don't know that much, it's not fucking rocket science yeah. to do a little research, read Cigar Aficionado, read Half Wheel, read Coop. You can figure that out. Just read Coop. But, just read Coop. Yeah. Just read Coop. <laughs> but the atmosphere is what makes a cigar store. And if you're going to ruin the atmosphere, you're not going to be in my store. Um, so I had kicked seven or eight people out of my store and they all started going there along with the former, my former business partner. And it got to the point where I literally called the owner of that store. I said, listen, not for nothing. I don't care. I like you. We've been friends for a long time, but if you don't put a stop to this, you're going to hurt your store more than you're going to hurt me. Yeah. Because atmosphere is everything in a cigar store. Right. <clears throat> And you don't, you don't want to becoming tribal or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's supposed to be a, you know, the great thing about the cigar community is it's welcoming to everybody. It's welcome to women. It's welcome to, to men. It's, it doesn't matter if you're unemployed or you're a plumber or you're a lawyer or you're the chief of police or it, it doesn't matter. We're all supposed to be able to sit down in a comfortable leather chair, hopefully with a nice cocktail and, and have a civil conversation. Yeah. And if you can't do that, I don't need you in my shop. Well, one thing that I am True. curious about, going back a little bit, the uh, the where you where you first were working, after you turned down this uh, this fellow who was trying to get a million and a half dollars out of you for his shop, is he still in right. business? Yes, uh, he actually he actually died about three years ago, and his kids are trying to run his store, uh, okay. but technically they're still in business. Okay. They're a shell of what they used to be. I mean, they used to do $1.5, $2.5 million of cigars a year. And now they're doing probably $250,000, $300,000 a year, if that. Oh, that's a big drop. Yeah. Yeah. They they were the cigar store in Louisville for the longest time. I mean, he had a Padron account and a Fuente account in the 70s. Okay. So... I mean, yeah. the store had been open for a hundred something years. We should have took the 1.7 back in 1997, man. Yeah, I know when to right? cut and run. Yeah, got to know when to run. Sold. <laughs> one, I'll give you 1.7. Done. Uh, you know, I mean, shit. If I can sign I'm out here. here, I'm on a beach. I'm on a beach in Nicaragua. Bye. I'm going. To, yeah. I'm going to get a. I'm going to get a house right next to, between Jeff's and Skip's in San Juan, sir. <laughs> you know, and we're going to connect them all. You know, this there it'll be go. like a. Get a get an underground tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? What's your breakfast? So, Jeff, how did you meet Mike? How did you guys that get connected? Was my question. Oh, sorry. Hey, Garrett, Jeff, go ahead. How did you, how did you meet Mike? <laughs> Hold on. What was the question again? So, what was the magical moment you saw the beautiful unicorn we know is cigar hustler Mike? God, what New Orleans? Uh, might have been. I think I th it may may have been. It might have been before that. You know what? I don't think that we met in person off the rip. You know, um, I think you know Roma's kind of the hub for all of it, right? Roma, and, yeah. Roma's always the hub. I was just wondering yeah. if it wasn't that that first trade show in New Orleans. It was probably New Orleans when we met. Yeah, it's probably where we met in person. But I think that we were talking yeah. before when um, the AWS came out when they first released that Lonsdale, right. that was when we kind of linked up um, and we just, we became Facebook friends. That was the beginning. Right. Exactly. And uh, 
and then we we've been in each other's lives ever since so you know i mean i think that you're you're you know i think that jeff is 100 percent correct it's all about um working with good retailers and and realizing that we're all kind of in the shit together right and you're not really taking somebody else's business if you're all working to promote and build. You know, if you start doing stupid shit like undercutting and discounts, then, you know, that's, I mean, not only are you hurting uh, your own pocket, you, you're hurting this industry's pocket as a whole, right? So yeah. you try not to, you, you don't necessarily want to work with that person, that, that particular retailer, but you don't have to fucking begrudge them and absolutely hate them. I mean, you know, um, Unless they do really shitty things to you. There's always exceptions to the rule. There's, you can't just absolutely say, <laughs> right, hey, right. you know, all retailers are good. We should all just work together, come to kum- and sing fucking Kumbaya. You know, it's... Or you um, could sing the immortal words of everybody's mentor, all retailers suck. Who said that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't uh, comment. I can't... Uh, <laughs> all retailers I can't suck. Confirm or deny. You know, oh wait, we're retailers. Sorry. I mean, I you know, I've had some interesting interactions with with some retailers. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Yeah. And what's cool is, if I'm talking with them on a on a wholesale level, I can choose to do business with them or not, which is really nice. Um, but like in Jeff's case, he you know he, he was working on this phosphoro, and I'm sure you guys are gonna kind of get to that. Um, but you know, we both recognize relatively quickly that. We worked it. We'll work together a hundred times better with a synergistic approach than him doing it on his own or me doing it on on my own. Right? He's down in San Juan del Sur and Esteli, Nicaragua. He's he's you know having a boot on the ground and experiencing the flavor profiles and making those connections and really kind of developing a cigar is really hard in this business you know and there are a lot of guys that'll fly down on a friday hang out for the weekend then fly back out on a monday right and we say hey i'm done blenders. yeah those we are the master, master blenders, blenders of this industry yeah, blenders. you know it's amazing that, how many, how many once a year whether they need have been developed in the last 15 years it's incredible yeah, it's 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 remarkable you know and you don't want to you know you really got to give somebody that's there that that kind of credit you know but like it on the other side of that, you know, the, it's always the hard part is, okay, if you if you can figure out that, now how do you figure out the component of the United States? How do you figure out the distribution, the marketing, the promotion, and all those things? And you can market and promote some, for some of those things while you're, you know, outside of the country. But then when it really kind of comes to having those relations established and promoting and selling the product, you really need somebody on this side, you know? So it's easy to kind of quickly recognize that, you know, and... um We've had a back and forth, well, you know, when at Weasel Fest, I was talking with Jeff about it and we were working out the kind of logistics of things and, and what it would kind of look like if he went out and did it on his own. And, you know, I encouraged that. I said, hey, man, you know, fucking do it. If you if you want to do it, however I can help you, I'm going to help you. I'm not here to say, well, you know, I'm going to set him up for failure and not give him the information. I want him to succeed. He's my friend, you know. Yeah. And if, pe- if other retail... I met Mitch Smith twice, you know, uh, I got to meet him the year before and, and this year, but was you it know, at Rosales's so. house. It was, it could have been at Rosales's house. house. Uh, I think I was there. I think I was there, you know, but okay, uh, no, I love no, Mitch. Mike Mitch is, is a fucking awesome dude. dude. Mitch is the shit. Yeah. Mike really has sugarcoated this whole distribution thing. What really happened 
was I said, no, nah, I'm going to handle it myself, Mikey. He said, good luck. And then, <laughs> and then he ordered some cigars and we completely fucked up the order. <laughs> like we this sent him half of what we were supposed to and double of something else and didn't send something else. And then Mike called me and said, you asshole, why don't you just let me do this? So he true. This totally. And totally. I said, okay, you're right. You're right. I can't do this. This is you a fucking it. catastrophe. That's I can what, I can solve this problem. Yeah. This, you know? is, this is a fucking disaster and Mike can fix it. So let Mike fix it. Yeah. That's what actually yeah. happened. But I that appreciate is exactly right. face on it, Mikey. I would never well, put you on blast on. I would only put you on blast on the Patreon, put, you know, not on, you I know. Put myself on blast. <laughs> I put myself on blast every day. Let's use this as, as kind of the springboard to take us into the origin story of this brand you know first of all i'm curious what what the name of the brand means and mm -hmm. what's meaningful about it and and how how it all developed you know from blending through distribution through you know how it's going early on with um opening up retail accounts and and you know customer feedback you know people who smoked it and that kind of thing i'm really i'm smoking it right now i'm enjoying it a lot oh there's a gosh. really cool kind of natural sweetness i'm getting from the tobacco so i dig it a, a bunch yes so uh, tell us about the name and kind of how the project came to be cool um well first the name <laughs> you know i run match i run match cigar bar in jeffersonville yeah, we gotta blow up Mike. Phosphorus. Right, right, we gotta. We gotta. What is? What does that say? <laughs> so Palmer walked into these. It's a cigar hustler plug cam for the uh, 2022 number four cigar of the year with Cigar Coop, the the Voitech. So he just wanted everybody to know that you know I this is the, the casual plug. I love that. I BD, love it. BDP, you you're lucky he doesn't animal. have costumes because he'd be fucking running behind me as a Jedi. <laughs> All right, I love it. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Yes, no, give Jeff the. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. I, f I apologize for my friend. <laughs> That's okay. We, we we all know about Mikey. It's okay. Yeah. Um. So match cigar bar Fosforo is Spanish for match, and I thought it was kind of serendipitous, and I liked the name, so we stole our own match logo and used the Spanish name for match. Um. What's really interesting is, is I conceived Phosphoro as a, what my concept was, I wanted to introduce my consumers to different factories in Nicaragua that nobody's ever heard of. Um, you know, because you come down here to Esteli and you realize there's, how many factories are there here, Alex? A hundred? How many factories are there in Esteli? At least a hundred? Yeah. There's probably eight big ones. I mean, in total. Fucking 15 medium, big, man, 120 at least. Yeah, 120, 130 yeah. cigar factories here that, you know, 15 of them people have heard of. And there's a bunch of little guys out there doing some really innovative, really cool things with, with tobacco. And I wanted to introduce, it started out, I wanted to introduce just my clientele at my store to new blenders, new ways of thinking, different tobaccos they use, uh, stuff like that. So the original concept was I was going to do a different factory for every phosphoro release 
um, and keep the main phosphoro band as as kind of the mainstay and then secondary band everything for what factory, what blender, all that other fun stuff. Um, that has somewhat morphed a little bit because I found a guy named Jose Palacios at Garmindia Cigars who, in my opinion and in the opinion of some people a lot smarter than me is, is maybe the next big thing out of Nicaragua. I think the guy's half genius with tobacco. Um, he, he blend, he, the base blend of phosphoro was his blend. And then we worked on that for about six months. We tried seven or eight different iterations till we got it right. Um, but he's, you know, the actual blender of the cigar. I'm just kind of a consultant. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still a consumer. I've always been a consumer. I've bought so many cigars in my life that it's ridiculous. So I know objectively what's good. And I also know objectively what I like. And I just really love this cigar. So we went forward on that basis. And in, in that process, did you have... Um, you know, a tasting panel, other people that you, you know, uh, said here, let's, you know, validate this for me. This is what I'm thinking, or these are the cigars that are on the, on the docket for what I want to put out. No, it was, uh, it was me, Jose, and one other guy that I don't know if I'm at liberty to say his name, so I'm not going to. Um, but there were three of us, there were three of us that sat around and I mean, you know, I went out and bought a hand of Lajero from Esteban Disla to try in, in this blend. And, and we tried some Esteli Lajero. We tried some Lajero from Condega. We tried, we tried a bunch of different things because at the end of the day, it was just missing, you know, that little tiny bit at the end that just wasn't there for me or for the other two guys. Um, so we finally took all the Lajero out and used a really heavy – a lot of a lot of factories might have called it Lajero, but it was it was a heavy viso from Condega that just topped the whole blend off and it, it just worked beautifully. So there was to answer your question, there were three of us involved um, and there was really no final say just as, as when we all agreed that, hey, this is really good. We just went forward with it. And uh, round out the blend for us so we know, you know, the components that are that are in the cigar. Well, Mike hates the fact that I used a Habano wrapper and a Habano binder, but we'll get over that eventually. <laughs> I so did, it's, uh, but they're different. It's they're Ecuador. not the same. They are different. They are different. Yeah. It's a, it's a Ecuador Habano Oscuro is, is the Kappa. Uh, the Banda is just regular Nicaraguan Habano. Uh, the Tripa is uh, Visa from Jalapa, Visa from Condega, or no, no, Seco from Jalapa, Viso from Condega, and a viso or in a visa condega seco jalapa visa condega okay. there you go thanks well, Alex. like i mentioned i've looking at ago, a bunch of other stuff too like i mentioned a minute ago this the sweetness i don't know if you're getting the sound this, this the natural sweetness on this cigar is just i love it it's it's, it's that's a lot great, it's just that's and the hail, that sweetness just pours through yeah, yeah, and it mixes with the spice, and it, it yeah. it's it's really enjoyable for me. I mean, like I said, I'm a consumer at the end of the day, um, and I just really like the cigar. So I was like, eh, we can sell this. 
-hmm. it's good. So let's talk uh, about the, the strategy of coming to market. You 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 settle on a cigar to that that you like that you're going to start to produce. What is your plan going forward after you've landed on this cigar? Well, this is going to be a really disappointing answer. He's got a business plan on a page too. There's cocaine and hookers, and it was going to be <laughs> fucking. It was amazing, you know. It's like sell cigar. You know, I gave two. up cocaine in 2005. Co cocaine <laughs> and hookers. Cocaine and hookers. <laughs> but if you only buy her dinner, is she really a hooker? <laughs> I like how he said. Did anybody else pick up on the fact that Jeff said, "Hey, man, I don't do cocaine," and they just left it at that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Ori originally, this was just going to be a brand for my store. Um, and literally, that didn't change until Weasel Fest. And when I went to Weasel Fest and I, with Skip's permission, thank you, Skip, uh, <laughs> handed out a couple bundles worth of, of, Phosphoro Coronas and like literally six or seven retailers came back to me and said, are, are you going to wholesale this? Because I would put this in my store. So I said, I, I can wholesale it. Why not? And then me and Mike had that long conversation at Weasel Fest and I sold it to a few stores and then, you know, I completely screwed the pooch on Mike's order. And now, so he's in charge of a national distribution yeah. strategy. So let's give him that shit. Did yeah. You meet What's our strategy, Mikey? Jeff, did so you look at the sell them? Cocaine hookers. I did. Okay, just checking. Just checking. You know what's really kind of funny is cocaine you know, hookers the, is our plan. Cocaine is <laughs> page two. Uh, page two business plan. So, but what is kind of funny is that's really how that's also how Posanya started too. It's like, hey, I want to build something nobody can fuck with. I can do my own thing, right? And that's exactly what Jeff was doing. So, you know, since I have already I already did it, I wanted to kind of give him the uh, my thoughts and how to kind of map it out and for him to do it. You know, uh, I knew that he would have challenges because of where he's at. I know that he was in San Juan del Sur and Esteli all the time, and I knew that that would be difficult. But he wanted to give it a shot. Um, but you know, it's it, like. Look, Roma fucks with the good retailers, man. You know, so when we all get together, it's it's all gravy, you know. And it's not su surprising to me that Skip was like, "Hey, man, bring your bring the phosphoros and fucking show them off and, and pass them out and you know promote and build your stuff, you know, because he's that type yeah. of guy." Uh, and oh, so yeah, is yeah. Michael, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just fucking remarkable, and it's it's cool to kind of see things naturally grow. Right. And it's cool to yeah. see encouragement as a retailer from other retailers say, hey, man, you're on to something, you know. Um, right. And I think it's fascinating at the fact that Jeff has the ability to go to the other factories and hook up with people and work with people. And that's really the, a big uh, the big one of the biggest parts, the biggest components of making the cigar. Right. To work with people that you can trust. You know, yeah. he's got, he's got access to good tobacco, right? So, and he's got factories that get, provide him that good tobacco. So 80% of it is already there. Then, then he makes a cigar that's to his liking, right? And he fits the format for a lot of your U.S. consumers, a lot of your, you know, uh, I hate to say boutique, but a lot, you know, a lot of your smaller batch consumers that enjoy really good cigars. I mean, the like we said before, your Macanudo guy. He's fucking smoking Macanudos, man. They, you're never going to yeah. change him. Right? Yeah. You're never getting so, that guy. 
Yeah, but what's so, so what's cool is eleven dollar Portofino and go on with life. That's it. Have a good day. Yeah, they're over there. Yep, I got them. Got plenty of them. Right. <laughs> yep. But but you know, it, it's like he gets to be. He's the, he gets to have fun. He gets to do what he loves. He gets to make cigars, blend them. He gets to hang out with people that that you know he respects and um, create cool shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, fuck, that's a. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then you add yeah. hookers and cocaine to that, and you got a lie. And it's done. Cocaine it's a done down. Deal. Cocaine thumbs down. Hookers. Yeah, we're yeah. still on the men's. Muscle menos. Hey, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. You know, but um, but hey, you know, so but that's fucking. I mean, awesome, 140 right? Cordoba is 140 Cordoba. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, is so, that, what is that? Seventy-five cents. Five bucks, five bucks. seven bucks, yeah, five bucks. Yeah, what so you know, oh. I, I, oh. I've never. Uh, what should I order to get me started? Phosphoryl. You know, pick your size, pick your poison. I mean, yeah. there are plenty of retailers that that have it accessible online and inclusive to match. So you know, you you have a website, right? What's your website? www.riversidecigarshop.com. There you go. Buy from the man. Yeah. So we ship nationwide. We ship nationwide. Okay. Um, Even so internationally, if you're really nice to me and make it worth my <laughs> while to lie to the Canadian customs about the candlesticks I'm sending you. Yeah, it's just candles. not that I've ever done that. No, not that I've no, ever done that. None of us ever have. No, none of no, us, none ever, of us have. ever have. <laughs> um, so, so through the blending process, you know this this first blend that you have right now. You said that you're smoking a test blend right now, Jeff. So as you, after you get that first cigar out of the gate and, and we're smoking it now, we enjoy it. And we know that it's, uh, it, you know, the way social media plays into cigars these days, you can gain traction and things like that. And, and there has been a good amount of buzz surrounding this new brand that you have going. So when right. you, when you step, when you take the step to the side after launching with that first blend, what do you did you have like a particular goal in mind when you started thinking about blend number two or did you was this a was it a blend maybe that you had in your head before that you said okay this wasn't right for cigar number one but maybe this is right for cigar number two how did that work when you went for the next blend hey mikey these guys yeah. are good i like this um that's another, <laughs> yeah, no, that's they, another great question um hey I mean, listen i, they, I mean there's as far as their ratings are concerned, I mean, they're fucking out of their minds. But, yeah, they are good guys, you know? <laughs> oh, I fucking love you, brother. <laughs> um, it's no surprise to anybody that knows me at all. Skip Martin is my mentor in this business. Uh, Why? Has been since the day I met him. Just kidding. Hey, listen. Listen, you I know. met Skip yeah. on Twitter in 2010, I was literally on Twitter bitching that I wanted to open my own cigar store, but I didn't know how to come up with $250,000 to do it. I'm just, you know, I'm not a rich guy. I, I grew up, you know, welfare cheese and everything else. And, and, you know, walked to school five miles uphill in the snow both ways. Mm -hmm. um, Same. And the next thing I know, I, I get a direct DM from, from some guy named Chief Hava that says, you don't need a quarter million dollars to open a cigar store. Can you come up with 60 grand? And I'm like, no bullshit. I've done the pro formas. I've, I've got everything broken out and I, I need this much money. 
he's like, send me your pro formas. So I sent him my pro formas and two days later, and you got to remember, I'm some guy on Twitter he's never met. Two days later, he sends me back my pro formas all scratched with notes beside him. You don't need this. Here's a link to buy this. You don't need this. You don't need this. I mean, I don't know how long it took him, but you know, he took some time out of his day for some random dude on Twitter to show him how to open a cigar store. Um, I say all that to, to bring it back to when I was thinking about a second blend for Phosphoro. Um, you know, the thing that Romacraft has done that I think so many people have neglected is they've built a core line product that people buy again and again and again. Um, and that's my overriding kind of vision for Phosphoro is I don't want it to be, and not any offense to anybody that does this, I don't want this to be a never ending series of buy this new thing, buy this new thing, buy this new thing, buy this new thing. There's enough people doing that. Uh, there's enough people with, with, you know, 10 LEs a year and never build a core line. Um, yeah. so when I was considering the next blend, I wanted something that was gonna, that was gonna build on a core line project. So I've got an Ecuador Habano that's a darker cigar, deep and rich and, and pretty flavorful. Um, the next release on Phosphoro is going to be a Connecticut. Um, you know, obviously, hopefully not your grandfather's Connecticut. Um, but my overriding, my overriding goal is, is to build this as a core line product. Um, and to have a core line product, you know, you need that spread of product from, you know, mild to medium, to fuller bodied, um, you know, and, and all the things you do when you build a core line. So that, that was my overriding concern with that. Yeah. Yeah. And Connecticut's are still, I mean, even, you know, for us, we smoke all kinds of different stuff, but a lot of the people we know who are, who are pretty dedicated cigar smokers mm -hmm. who smoke a lot of cigars every day, a lot of cigars every week. They, they love coming back to uh, Connecticut shade wrap cigars because it's almost like refreshing for your palate. You know, it doesn't, I, I, it doesn't weigh your palate down. I, I agree a hundred percent. I think it's also kind of the progression of a cigar smoker. I think a lot of us have gone through this, this, I started my, I started maybe flavored and then I got, then I go to mild and then I go to medium and then I go to full bodied and then I go to, I smoke Neanderthals for breakfast. And then a lot of us come full circle and, and come around and there are nights when, I mean, a Connecticut at the end of the night, people are like, oh, I couldn't smoke that. My palate's wrecked. It's it's just like you said, it's it's refreshing. It's nice. It's light. It's flavorful. And I think when they started, you know, when Ecuador started producing a lot of that Connecticut wrapper, it's, it is really a different Connecticut in the last 10 years than it yeah. was before. It, it doesn't have that bitter, acrid, grassy note to it that it all had. And if you look at it raw, it's just it's it's a better, thicker, prettier, more flavorful leaf than it than it was even ten years ago. Yeah. So um, our buddy locally, who has a great name, by the way, uh, Garrett Koppelman says the Corona is sold out. So it what is. are we looking at for inventory coming up? Here? February. <sighs> okay. February for more Corona, well, more everything. 
um, and probably the Connecticut release around then as well. I have my computer in front of me. I can tell you exactly where to buy them, but I don't, unfortunately. There's a there's some websites, there's some retail stores that have them still. Um, I'm sure of it. I just don't have it right in front of me. I'm I'm sorry, but um, no, it's all it's good. All good. Do you? Um, I'll get so you there. Are, are you thinking about building a a website for the brand for the Phosphoro brand? With like I am actually and that kind of thing. I actually am. Okay. Haven't got there yet. No, it's hey, it's a it's a it's all a work in progress. It's believe believe me, right. I know how it goes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was actually just talking with my media people today about maybe starting a landing page for the website um, and starting to get that built because, I mean, it, I mean, I liked the cigar. I, I really liked the cigar, but you kind of could have knocked me over with the feather weasel fest when, you know, six or seven retailers told me they would carry it. And then, you know, Mike wants to distribute them and sell them out. I, I, I'm more surprised than anybody. I mean, so we're Why probably. Though? I mean, your, behind cigar, the, your cigar could have sucked. I would have carried it. Well, that's true. It could have been fucking terrible. I mean, you're my boy, right? So it's like, all right, well, let's true. let's get it go. Let's let's put it because just because I think that it sucked doesn't mean that you know a bunch of other customers would say that it sucked. Maybe they enjoy it, right? So why right. you know? And you have that reputation with a lot of other retailers, and you just so happen to make a great cigar as well, you know? So. Dude, you you shouldn't have been taken aback by it. If yeah. anything, you should have been like, you know. And but it, it kind of goes back to one of the original questions, like what was the brand rollout and you know website for Foster and all that. And none of that was really mm. even in my mind. I, originally, I was just making a, a cigar for my shop. Yeah, and man. you know the feedback and the buzz was so good that we decided to let's make it a brand and go forward with it. Right. And then let's start putting those pieces together to create a core line and, and keep moving forward. Well, it's amazing so, to see today in 2023, if you look back over the last 10, 15 years, there's a lot of brands, maybe not a lot, but there's there's a handful of brands that you can think of that started out as a house plant, that started out as somebody's sort of passion project. And now they're, they're kicking, you know, in, at a lot of different shops around the country. So... I think this could be another one of those same stories. I hope so. Yeah. And, I hope so. And I would never say this unless I truly believed it. Uh, this is a cigar you should buy and you should absolutely wait for, um, you know, wherever you can find it. You know, uh, Mike, later on, if you want to post in the comments where people can find this, if you can find that information later, you guys should absolutely buy the cigar because it is yeah it's really nice it's, it's a really fantastic. nice blend thank, and it's unique. It's got thank you i appreciate unique. it it's different and i think cigar nerds are always looking for that cigar that's just a little different because look right now we are spoiled for choice yeah we are with a lot of great there's a cigars. lot of good cigars on the market that being said there are so many cigars that are like another cigar you know if you like this one then you'll like this one this mm -hmm. is unique. This is a unique cigar. Um, there's not another mm -hmm. cigar that I can say this is like this. And that's what I love. And it's fantastic. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's, uh, you know, Jose Palacios deserves 99.9999% of the credit for that. He's, he's a young Nicaraguan guy. He's probably, I don't think he's any more than 40. 
His factory has been open less than a year. Um, but mark that name down because I think you're going to be hearing a lot more from him in, in the future. And, and he's a really good guy. He really knows tobacco. And he's as honest as the day is long, which is harder than it should be to find down here. Yeah. For example, I had a, I had a, I had a friend that, that just had some samples made at a really, really well-known reputable factory. Again, I'm not going to say where, because this story doesn't reflect well on them. They made him samples. He smoked them. They were brilliant. He said, well, make me a hundred of them. I'll buy them and I'm going to send them to my friends and that I get my brand launch. And it's a young kid from China that actually knows a little bit about tobacco. And he got his hundred cigars and we lit the first one and it was a completely different cigar. Yeah. And we proceeded to dissect it and take it apart. They didn't put any Lajero in it. They used leaves that weren't even picked for the process. I mean, it was just, it was, it was almost funny. It was so different. Mm. Um, so when you can find somebody down here that will make what they say they're making, can make it consistently for you, you're, you're a long way ahead of the game. And, and Jose is one of the good guys down here. And I'm, I'm really lucky to have met him and be working with him. Yeah. Well, as we kind of switch topics a little bit and look ahead to, you know, we're starting a brand new year. And as we look ahead to 2023, you know, as an industry, premium cigars has obviously had ups and downs over the last 15, 20 years and, and, and more. But focusing immediately on the last, you know, 15, 20 years and then looking ahead to the, to the rest of 2023, what do you what do you perceive is, and this question is for each of you, what do you perceive is the biggest problem with the premium cigar industry today? For me, it's between overregulation and the general economic climate that we're going to face in the next couple of years. I think between those two things, it's, uh, you know, we've been sailing with a tailwind for the last three or four years. Um, you know, kind of the mini cigar boom type thing. Um, yeah. And I think just like the last cigar boom, there, there's a bunch of guys that have made a bunch of money in this business over the last 10 years that have no fucking idea what they're doing. Um, you can count me among them when I started because I thought I knew what I was doing. And 15 years later, I'll tell you, I didn't have a clue. And, and probably 15 years from now, I'll tell you, I didn't have a clue now. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of people that think they're genius businessmen that have, have been making a lot of money. And, and I think it's going to get a, a lot tougher with the, you know, with the economic headwinds we're going to be facing. And, and, you know, these regulations, you know, it's, it's kind of like that meme They came for this guy and I didn't say anything because I wasn't one of those guys. And then they came for this guy and I didn't say anything because I wasn't one of him. And now they're coming for me and there's nobody to say anything. I think the, uh, you know, the flavored cigar bands are, are starting to go down that road. So, yeah. you know, between overregulation and, and the prevailing economic headwinds, I think those are the two biggest challenges we're going to face in the, in the next few years. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I have no fucking idea, man. I mean, I thought that was fantastic, Jeff. <laughs> you know, you know what, dude? I got to be honest, man. Being in this industry, I think this is my 14th year. 
if I'm keeping uh, 13 or 14, I don't know. Um, there's always fucking problems. There's always situations and, uh, you just gotta kind of figure out the way, the best way to solve them, you know, how well, whatever that may be the economy I've, I've heard for 13 years, the FDA is coming. I've heard, you know, I've heard all types of shit and sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not, you know, so for whatever, fuck it, bring it on and we'll figure it the hell out. It's, it's just that simple. What's, you know, with the flavor ban, I think Ohio just passed a law saying, Hey, you can't ban flavored cigars. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so there, you know, there's, there's some W's as well. Um, it's always going to, there's always going to be something, you know, I think the really sad part for me is that, and I think Jeff can attest to this as well, is that we've both been in this industry long enough where you've seen companies come and go, you know, and some of those guys just completely disappear. You don't hear from them ever again or whatever the case may be. And you're like, yeah, you know, that guy was a good dude. I wish, you know, I wish he kind of stuck it out or something, you know, and then you see other guys that, they make a cigar, you smoke the cigar, you're like, fuck, this is terrible. And <laughs> and you know that they're just kind of set, they're setting themselves up for doom. And I don't know if they've surrounded themselves with yes people or they're just kind of following their dream or whatever the case may be. But you know that they're going to be out of the industry sooner than later. You know, I mean, if you really want to do a fucking hard, how about that cigar? You could, you know, you talk about five companies that you think won't be here in 10 years, you know, or something like that. I mean, cause I saw a lot of new faces at PCA. I don't think that you're going to see a lot of new faces in PCA in, in two or three years. I think, you know, a lot of those guys fall off and disappear. It's like, I agree. everybody yeah. thinks that, you know, page two is cocaine and hookers. It's not, you know, it's, this is a tough fucking industry. It is a tough industry and it's not easy to make a, to make a fuck ton of money. There's, you know, there's always somebody that's trying to screw you over or take something from you. And, you know, if it isn't on the manufacturing side, if you don't, you know, if you think you trust somebody and, and you really can't, or, you know, it's going to be on the retail side where they want a deal and a discount. And do you have fucking, you got swag and you got all these other things. I'm like, no, I, you know, do you like the cigar? Do you believe in the cigar? You know, like that, that should be good enough. Yeah. But I really need a hat. I was like, fuck man, you know? <laughs> Or, or just even stu something stupid like shelf talkers. Like, do you need shelf talkers? Like, if I need shelf talkers for my product in your store, then you're not talking about my stuff. Yeah. You're right. And if you say, so, if you say, I really need a hat in order for me to sell these cigars in my shop, then this is not the cigar for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and you're not the shop for me. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's really easy for uh, new brand owners to kind of fall on that trap and say, all right, we got to get these things. We got to go. Well, make sure you figure that into your cost, you know, because right. what right. you could, what, what retailed for 10 or $11 now has to retail for like 16, 17, you know, and now you yeah. just price yourself out of the market in a market that's constantly just going up. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's comical to a point at this point, you know, where, even without inflation, you heard the every January is like price increase, price in fucking, pri you know, price and some increase, of that, yeah, some of that is legit, you know, uh, yeah, especially right now, uh, you know, so I would say it's probably, there's a lot of legitimacy behind this year as far as, Hey, look, man, everything is costing more money. Right. Yep. But there were a lot of years that there was just the price increase just for fuck's sake. You know, it's like, up. Oh, right. Everything's it's more now. It's more, but Hey, discount, we'll do discount. Like wait, but you don't wait. So you raised it, and then uh, what the fuck just happened? 
Yeah. When, when those motherfuckers are down here buying Trepa for $5.50 a pound, talking about how my prices are so, my, my costs are raised so high. It's so right. hard. Yeah. Right. It's so hard. It's, it's crazy, you know? Um, so Jeff, I, I, there's, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, Jeff, did you, uh, did you have pizza with Luch? Luciano, he had charcuterie, bro. Charcuterie you only. You know, there's no pizza. Pizza well. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I, I slammed three pieces of pizza and ran to the factory to make it here. So yes, I just had pizza. With Luke. <laughs> no, and no, it's Skip only meats, Luciano. And... Yeah, right. charcuterie for everyone, bro. Well, pizza. Uh, we are. Ta Tom had a good question, but we're going to get to that a little bit later when we talk about coming attractions. But there's there's a very cool thing coming up next week on the show. But um, I think I think it's time. Yeah, it is definitely yeah, time. It is. All right, guys. It is now time for this week's numero, numero de los muertos. And numero de los muertos on how about that cigar? Brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. I'm Steve here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. Whether you're coming down live or we're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. All right. Numero de los Muertos, episode 187. 187 Ooh, on a 187. <laughs> exactly. Y'all mm. murdered on this one. Murder. Uh, all right. This is a tough one. All right. Let's go. Since 2008, <coughs> 11 people have died here. Yeah. 11 people have died here globally. So we're looking for a location. Kind of. Wait. Yes. Is it fish holes out front of their house? <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Wow. wow. Green Bay Packers fans? That's um too soon, bro. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Damn. All right. As always, leave uh leave your guesses in the comments. Um and guys, yeah, we're Jeff and Mike, we're gonna try to guess. Is it stealing here. Christmas trees out of your neighbor's yard? <laughs> no? No. Oh man. Disney World, no. Is it shoplifting cigars at my store? Ooh. <laughs> no, but no, but not advisable. Not advisable. Not advisable. <laughs> not in that part of the country. So, I, yeah, I think that the number would be higher if it was a theme park. You know, I think they have cardiac arrest all the fucking time. Well, how many people since, you said since 2011? Since 2008. Eight. 2008. 11 people. 2008, 11 people. Okay. Uh, it's not theme parks. It's not yeah. Mount Everest. 
charcuterie accident (laughs) 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 that's awesome oh death by charcuterie is it uh is it i mean there are worse ways to go and it's not rivers not rivers uh does it have anything to do with vehicles uh no it does not have anything no that'd be in the last 30 seconds but it's a place but it's more than one place correct okay it is a type of place is it in or around a home it is not matt tobacco don't you start now with this shit too save that for (laughs) coop don't start with that shit listen you guys uh, look you you started talking about the Packers. I'm like, fucking somebody put me on. You know, I had to sit there and listen to you two, and I couldn't chime in. I think that you guys, I think the Green Bay has a good receiving core. I, have, I think they have a good defense. I think that it's time to fucking pack it in with Aaron. It's over. You know, um, I think they, I think Aaron should have left two years ago, but that's just me. Yeah. And that's it. You know what? And then you got to look to the future and who the future quarterback is. I don't think that the rest of the team is shit. I think that they got a pretty good team. You got a pretty good coach. And, you know, yeah. I think Aaron's got to go, man. I think we have to draft so. a quarterback. Jordan Love is not the answer. Uh, it is not sports. It is not a bathtub. Is um, it in a? Is it in a store? No, it is not a store. Okay. So I'm going to give the five countries that are involved: the okay. United States, China, Qatar, Cambodia, and India. Those are the five countries that this is happening. Is it on an escalator? No. I did that. Military bases? Not military bases. But it's a place in all of those. Yep. Uh, cigar shops? No. <laughs> I had to this say is it. a tough one, man. Eight, 11 deaths in, since 2008. That's, yeah. Really small numbers and really big numbers are usually the toughest ones. Yep. In a lot of places, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the U.S., it's L.A., Chicago, New Haven. Wow. Uh, yep, that's it for the U.S. McDonald's. Climate is very different. Uh, it's not a factory. Not sports-related. Is it related to warehouses? It is not related to warehouses. Is it autoerotic asphyxiation? <laughs> no, Anthony Bourdain was in France. It doesn't count. That's, <clears throat> that was Skip's guess every week. Every back in the day, week. yeah. Yeah, back in the day. I loved it before I finally did it. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So Skip could keep guessing. <laughs> um. All right, can we get another hint? Something. Yeah, man. You got, I mean, because LA and Chicago, their climates are totally different. Right. Correct. Airports? Is it related to airports? It is not related to airports. But it's a place. And it's not. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, place of worship? No, I like that. Uh, commercial property? High rise buildings? Uh, not high rise buildings. Um, commercial property, yes, but sometimes they're public. Sometimes they're public. They just made it harder. Uh, parks, no. Nope, not parks. No. Malls, no. Nope. No. 
Think education. Schools? Colleges? Colleges, yes. Well, we're getting somewhere now. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we're moving. We have movement. We do have movement. Is it fraternity Auto association in a fraternity nope. house? Not fraternity. <laughs> Is it Not in right. class? Um, it, it can, it has been, it has happened in class. Yep. But not I every time teacher. Correct. Uh, not museums, is not it, libraries. Is it related to laboratories? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say chemical, uh, laboratory. Yeah. Yes. Is that what that it is? That is. That's it. Chemical Good job, research. Matt. No, I was Jeff. I just said laboratory. Jeff Jeff brought us home. Yeah, I just said laboratory. So chemical accidents in laboratories? Yeah, chemical yeah. accidents at at major universities. Wow. Bunsen burner. Bunsen burner was close. Meep meep. Turn the Bunsen <laughs> burner off before you leave, kids. Uh, they were all single deaths with the exception of one in Beijing where it took out uh, the teacher and three students. Well, we know what college kids are using Bunsen burners for, and it ain't science experiments. Well, in a way, it's it was all meth related in school. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The biggest spike happened after season one Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we can make this better. Got to get that blue yeah. magic. <laughs> yeah. How do I make it blue? Boom. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> and you're dead. Yep. All right, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the lightning round brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. So, Mike, you've had the lightning round questions uh, a few times, and we may have some mm -hmm. fresh ones for you, but we're going to hit up Jeff with some of these some of these uh, old school lightning round questions. All right. um, Jeff, if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Oh, my God. Well, let's see. It's none of the Nicaraguan girls down here because they don't have thoughts. Um, <laughs> and I already know what Skip Martin and Mike think all the time. I know what they think before they even say it. So those two guys are out. Any living... You know what? As much as I... Well, I better not say this. I'd like to hear what the hell goes on in Donald Trump's mind before he speaks. Yeah. A That's a very popular answer. And you just want to know what the hell's going on in there. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what kind of convoluted logic led you to believe that? But anyway, yeah. You'd probably end up in the fetal position, just so you know. But I'm with you. With cocaine and hookers. Yeah, I, I, was, I was just gonna say it might bring you back to cocaine. Uh, all right, Jeff. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Highway to Hell. Oh, nice. that's a very yes. good choice. 
I like it. Um, if you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Oh, fucking bell bottoms for sure. Really? Oh, for sure. Okay. All right. And I'd probably add some platform shoes in there with that. Go with well, yeah, full I, I, John I mean, 1979 look. Yeah, if you're gonna wear the bell bottoms, I mean, you got to go like yeah. full humble. Go full huggy bear. Yeah. Yeah, go full Huggy Bear on those. <laughs> full Starsky and Hutch. Yes. All the way. Yes. Um, all right. This one's yours. Oh, all right, Jeff. The zombies are coming. You get to choose three industry people, cigar industry people, to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team. Who do you choose and why? Matt Booth, because he was a Marine, Fuck like yeah. me. Yes. And then uh, Mike, because he's a big motherfucker. I'm going to give all my <laughs> light work to him. <sighs> Who's the third? I might pick Sokka just because he'd scare the zombies if they just looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah that's, my, that. that's my third pick. Yeah, that's my third pick. I love it. I was going to pick somebody smart, but you know. All right. So, Mike, we're going to give you one. And I don't think you've had this question before. So, you can have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life. Now, you cannot say money, cigars, or time, or hookers and cocaine, or hookers or cocaine. But you can say okay. anything else that you could have an unlimited supply of for the rest of your life. What would that be? Shit, man. That's a good question. I mean, I don't know, maybe fuel. I don't fucking know. You that's know, that's my thought is gasoline. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. always the one I go to. Protein powder. Yeah. Protein Protein Mike Palmer. That's what I was thinking you would say. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You'd say some creatine shit or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to come across. You know. Yeah, it's it's always out there. Wishes. I like that. Uh, wishes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You can't wish for more wishes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's jump into this week's notable smokable. Notable smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars. Notable passion. Notable purpose so each week during notable smokable we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us now it could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that maybe we just smoked for the first time in a long time or a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoke for the first time ever uh now jeff obviously you're smoking mostly your own stuff but if you get a chance to uh you know reach outside of your own portfolio and uh something uh, that you smoked recently that really stood out to you. Uh, anything come to mind right now? Uh, you know, Lucha's new Santa Maria, Santa Maria or uh, Maria Lucia, cigar? Maria Lucia. I thought that was a stellar, stellar, stellar cigar. Yeah. Um, cigar. Probably the best new thing I've smoked in quite a while. Um, but actually, This is a new project Skip and I are working on. Nice. Nice. And it's mm. going to be stupid. 
Code name stupid. So, code na- well, code name Nieta. And if you know any Spanish, that means granddaughter, which means my son violated Ivy Martin and they're having a baby. <laughs> so, Skip and I are making a cigar. And I hate to even say this because I rag on people for making up these stories. You know how I went to Mars and grew this crop of tobacco. And <laughs> I found this bale of 400-year-old Mayan tobacco in the back of the factory, and it survived everything. <laughs> but we were actually in the bodega doing a physical inventory of, of all Skip's tobacco, which was fun, to say the least. And I found a box that was three-quarter empty, and I said, hey, Skip, what's this? And he said, oh, that's some hybrid Habano wrapper leaf I bought out of Jalapa seven years ago. I used it on this one project and it's just leftover. I was like, well, how much is there? And he's like, oh, there's goes to his spreadsheet and there's 16 pounds of it available. So we do some quick math and figure out we can make 1500 cigars. And then he gives us full access to all his tobacco inventory and uh, we're working on samples now. So it's going to be very unique and very good. Nice. See that? So all you have to do is cheat on him. And now he's like, wait, I need love too. God damn it. You know? <laughs> well, I've spent 10 years trying to get Skip to make me a cigar and he never has capacity, never has capacity, yeah. never has capacity. It was so, like the girl you could never get. It was like the, Yeah. yeah. And then my son got his daughter pregnant and he'll make a cigar. So <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, you paid it you paid attention to another girl. You tried to get this girl for ten years and she's like, Whoa, 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 wait a second. No, no, no. <laughs> wait, you come you back here. Now? You, you come back here, now? god damn it. As you're doing the interview in the Nika Swinger factory, of course, but you know. Of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. You should call a cigar, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike, what about you? What was a notable cigar you had uh, recently? Look, this is going to be super fucking cliche, but I'm going to plug the Phosphoro, man. You know, um, it's money. It's a great cigar, and it's in my rotation. So, you know, I can't – I'm not going to plug something that I smoked one time and said, yeah, this is pretty good. It's, if I, I've continually gone back to it, and I, I'll take my own bundles home to smoke on a regular daily basis, it, it warrants it. And – the cigar definitely warrants it, and um, it's any size. I mean, the I'm Corona not, is fantastic, you know. But. I'm not even going to know homo this. I love you, man. <laughs> uh, I love you too, buddy. But it's just true, you know. Um, it's it's a fucking great cigar, and it's a great blend, and it's great in all the Vitolas. So, um, you know, I did. I started with the Corona, then I brought home the Robusto, and then I brought home the Toro, and, you know, they're bundles at a time. I'm not bringing home one stick. So, yeah, it's a fantastic blend. And that's that's the, the the most notable one that I have smoked recently. So nice, uh, Garrett. What yeah. was your notable this week? Uh, so I also smoked uh, a Manbacco. Uh, Manbacco. Yeah, this week and uh, the Craft Twenty One, um, which so good. Was, oh, you just big dicked us with the fucking the Craft. <laughs> so <laughs> so Pix, good. Picks or it never happened. It um, given to me by uh, our good buddy Raul Ramos. Oh yeah, as, I'll be right. Uh, I'll be, I'll be right back. I got something for you. Ooh, you're gonna shove it through the screen. <laughs> I know. Is this uh, Star Trek? Virtual glory hole. 
Oh, that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Oh, we got to unlock a door. Never mind. We'll we'll, we'll come back to that. Oh, right on. Right on. Um, So Raul was my Santa and totally blew me up and uh, gave a good selection (coughs) of Mambaco. Nice. And uh, the Craft 21 was phenomenal. Nice. Uh, My notable this week was actually uh, from this guy. Uh, so last week, uh, or two, yeah, last week you came in and hit us with, uh, some of the, the, uh, the tubo robustos, oh, the Davidoff yeah. Yamasa mm-hmm. and yummy. It's so good. Yeah. I, I enjoy that cigar in those, that smaller size. Um, and that, that robusto tubo is, I mean, it's nice because you get a little more cigar than that petite Corona or whatever it is that they make. Uh, and something about the it sitting in that cedar in the tube for a while really kind of hits it with something. Different. You know, for me, that is my favorite Davidoff. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I it just I, hits me. I kind of it is a it is a really nice cigar. It kind of I vary with the Davidoff stuff. What what works for me and what doesn't from time to time. But yeah, it's I, it's a blend I've always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was this week's Notable Smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. Mike uh, looks like he had something to say. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Karen. I love you. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Uh, the, you know, one cigar that really that kind of surprised me that no one kind of raved about which I fucking love was that BA Contempt that just came out too. You know, because it's a similar oh. format. And that, oh. you know, that Corona Gorda, it's fucking stupid good. Yeah, and, money. You know, and the EC might even be better. The EC, the EC is, was fu- it reverence? Yep, the reverence, reverence is or, really yeah. fucking oh good, God. too. You know, but it's the size the, that not a lot of people gravitate towards. You know, it's your, yeah. your Bustos, yeah. your Toros, you know, but like, right. fuck, dude, that shit was stupid good. Yeah. That, yeah. that 5.75 by 46 is just a brilliant mm-hmm. format. That's, that's actually my, be the yeah. first format for the new Connecticut. That's, that's my jam, that's, that's my so wheelhouse. Good. 46 ring gauge. Yeah. I mean, for you know, Crux Connoisseur, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> number one or uh, let's let's go, let's get a little crazy, you know. <laughs> You've been paying attention. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked at I looked at all of them. I looked at them. I checked them all out. I had I had some question marks. I mean, I love Casey. He makes some good cigars. It's like, hmm. Hmm. Well, let's see. So one of the things we've got some uh, real quick. I'll do the ad read for uh, coming attractions, and then I have a question for you guys to bring us in, t- sort of to next week. So. Uh, coming attractions on how about that cigar we have some very cool stuff coming up in future episodes and those are brought to us by aj fernandez they now produce unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, nicaragua the aj fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar yeah. consumer whether it's new yeah. world dios de gloria san latano enclave or bayas artes you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from aj fernandez uh so next week on the show this is as far as i know this is the first and if we're the first cigar podcast to do this i'm i'm super psyched because next week our special guest on the show is going to be the ai chatbot we are going to to ask cigar questions and tobacco questions 
to the AI chatbot. And if you guys, I we did a little experimenting with this chatbot, and it is scary. The answers you get back from this thing, it's it's kind of ridiculous and, and a little bit kind of freaky. If, I if, may or may not have a new best friend. Yeah, I'm just it's 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 a little bit crazy. So we're gonna see genuinely how much the AI chatbot knows about premium cigars, the differences between premium cigars and machine made cigars, and all the all the tobacco questions and all that. Stuff. And we're we're reaching out to our friends, uh, uh, not only viewers and listeners, but also our friends in the industry to give us some sample questions to add to our list for next week. So uh, can you guys give us a question that you would want us to put on the list to ask the AI chatbot next week? Ooh. Can I ask you know, anything and it just responds? Anything. Anything at Dude, all. It's, and it's, it's insane. We, we said, I mean, we said, could you uh, write, write us a poem in the style of Edgar Allan Poe about uh, bike seats about bicycle seats and i sh within less than two seconds it it had like 14 or 15 lines of this perfectly crafted beautifully edgar crafted. Allan poe style poem about bicycle seats it's ridiculous and and it knows wow. basically everything about everything so we're curious to see if it actually knows about premium tobacco or if it's just you know uh a poser Tony, it's a good point. What Tony. is what what yeah. is the proper time and temperature to ferment a polone of Connecticut broadleaf tobacco? That is a I great like question. I, we're going to see if the chat AI robot can answer this question. Oh. These questions. So, to ferment what? Which type of tobacco? Connecticut broadleaf. Uh, Connecticut broad. Connecticut, Connecticut broadleaf. Broad okay. Uh, could it tell you what tastes better? Can you ask what uh, ask it what tastes better or no? We could. You can. It, it, it probably will say it doesn't have an opinion on the matter. Yeah. Mm, so that's no fun. Uh, Tom Skynet is already on. Yeah, Skynet is real. Skynet is already online, that's, right? Yeah. That's I'm, I'm not going to lie. This AI chatbot uh, is sort of scaring the shit out of me a little oh, 100%. bit. 100%. Did, did you all see somebody posted on Facebook? They asked the chatbot to do a, a biography of Steve Saka. <laughs> and it's, it's scary. I mean, it's like really? scary accurate. I mean, it missed a couple little things. I like. But I think yeah. I think it said something about he was a retailer and he he worked at a at one of the big online retailers. But it was scary accurate. Yep, it's crazy. I would be scared if I were Steve Saka. Yeah, and our and uh, all of our testing, we haven't asked it anything. Yeah, because we want to go into it. We haven't asked any tobacco questions yet because we want to go into it next week completely fresh, where there's no because it every time you ask it something, it learns more, and we don't want. We want it to be completely off the cuff next week. So best cigar size for a dildo. Best cigar. <laughs> sure. Well, it's got to be the, uh, the, the the April Fool cigar from Asylum. Oh yeah, the nine by ninety. Oh yeah. You know that's. Oh that. no, no, no! It's got to be a femur. A femur, <laughs> a femur. <laughs> oh. oh, she's poor, ruined. Poor girl. Man, I mean, like for you guys mark. at least. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's next week is the, uh, the cigar chat bot. Well, it'll yeah. be interesting. Mike. Yeah. Do you have a suggestion? Question? Yeah. I mean, 
shit, dude. I'm over here racking my brain, like, you know, like, so you ask what's the burn ratio of, of a Lajero Pano Nuevo leaf, or, you know, um, how long does it take to, to smoke a femur by Romacraft? Or, I mean, that would be fucking, I, how could it answer that question? There's no fucking way. Well, I'll tell you how it answers that question. There's a video from my store on YouTube of a guy smoking a femur in three hours and 49 minutes. How much you want to bet it finds that and says three hours and 49 minutes. If three hours and four, that's scary, scary that somebody smoked that cigar that quickly and then lit another cigar afterwards that oh. was the scariest part oh i don't think i'd smoke for a, well at least a couple hours <laughs> yeah at least an hour at least give it an hour <laughs> i think they should bring those cigars back man it's been it's been what uh over 10 years since that cigar came out right oh, over like 10 that. years it's yeah. been a minute yeah yeah all right uh so we will yeah we have those questions thank you guys for that we have those questions added to the roster for next week uh that's gonna be fun i'm excited about that i am too um so if you guys would give us uh give us our viewers and listeners the idea where's the best place for them to keep up with everything going on uh with phosphoro cigars uh where they can find them you know uh how they can learn more about them on social media or the web that kind of thing uh my sales website has some information on them uh www.riversidecigarshop.com you can order them there and you can get the blend details and the sizes and all that on there um as far as the rest of the story and the rest of the information we're working on that if you're a retailer of course contact mike for distribution of that cigar that's about it nice yeah well Gentlemen, we cannot thank you enough for being on episode 187 of How About That Cigar Live. We had a murder. blast. Had a blast. The, mur and, the murder episode. Yep. The, the, it's the murder show. Absolutely. And you guys killed it. Ah, see what I did? Ah. Ah. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. So thank you guys both so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much for having us, dude. You guys are always fucking class acts, and you know it's good to know that I can fucking come on here, break your balls, and you know no one's feelings are hurt, you know, because I got nothing but love and respect way. for you guys. And, and I got and I got to tell you, the questions were insightful, incise, and and very good. I was highly impressed. Thank you. That was that was really enjoyable. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode live on Facebook and live on YouTube. And for those of you listening on the po audio podcast, we're grateful that you spent some time with us. Be sure to follow us on your favorite audio podcast platform to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Hit the big red subscribe button on YouTube and make sure to also like and follow on Facebook so you never miss anything that we have going on. Uh, we have some new cigar reviews on HowAboutThatCigar.com that you can check out. And you can also use HowAboutThatCigar.com if you have questions for any of us here. Uh, be sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And, of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars. Not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.
Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars.